0: On and plan the sequel because let's face it, baby. These days you gotta have a sequel. Ah!
1: And welcome back to Microqueers to bi-weekly queer horror short
0: roundup. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we are discussing Tom Hilton's Synonymous With, a lovely 10-minute short that um honestly kind of stuck with me long after I watched it and hit me in a way I wasn't expecting a short two today. Yes, absolutely. Um, And before we get too far into
1: it, folks, I'll just read you the log line. So it is a student's increasingly intimate line of questioning causes his interview with a local horror host to take a vulnerable turn. And I feel like right off the top, Trace, we should acknowledge that this isn't a horror short
0: no but I wouldn't say that that disqualifies it from coverage here because it's very much steeped in horror fandom yes and also even though we are not like you know late night horror talk talk show host type things but like I, I saw a little bit of ourselves in this and honestly even if you're not like podcast host or whatever but or like you know whatever even if you're just a horror fan like I feel like you can see yourself in this Mr. Synonymous character Yes, absolutely. And it's
1: tricky because I feel like I want everyone to really make an effort to watch this short because it Mm -hmm. is charming and vulnerable is the right word in that description. But it's really, it's somewhere between a documentary and a found footage kind of short, but it's really just like one actor. So it's Mr. Synonymous being interviewed. He's played by Remy Germanario Mm -hmm. and It's this guy who used to host a very basic um, like a wannabe Elvira slash Joe Bob Bob Briggs. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he's giving Vincent Price uh, vibes in this show and it looks really fun. And then one day, yeah, he just goes off the air and this film student tracks him down 10 years later to say, like, hey, I want to talk to you about what the show meant to you and what it meant to me. And then it just becomes like this kind of confessional thing about the power of being a horror lover and how it can help you to realize what it is that you want in your life and how your life doesn't always turn out the way you want. And mm-hmm. I got emotional.
0: No, that's what I'm saying, though, right? Like it hit you. Honestly, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, oh, this is kind of sad. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. not maybe not sa- maybe sad's the wrong word, but <laughs> After it ended, like, I kept thinking about it, and I was like, oh, that, like, hit me in a way I was not expecting it to. And -hmm. also, I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but yeah, this is a queer man, and, you know, he talks about a, a date experience, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it almost feels like someone who... I don't want to say someone who's given up, but um, on life, but they, but they've given uh-huh. up on this, this, this part of their life. That yes, and we don't even know why. Like, we don't no. know why this happened. It's almost like this existential crisis that this man has had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he talks about the fact that
1: this cable access program uh, was part of a lineup that had, you know. <laughs> He gives this litany of different other programs that they were offering, and they all sound very niche and very small, (laughs) but, you know, very queer, a little bit unusual. Like, Mm -hmm. it is the kind of thing where if you stumbled upon it at 2 a.m. when you were a teenager, there's an interesting novelty value to it. So I can understand why people would have gotten hooked on it. And then, yeah, this idea that for some reason he just abandons this calling, even though it was giving him joy, he felt like at the time he wasn't getting anything further out of it. Like he wasn't either getting the numbers or the respect or it wasn't fulfilling him. And it isn't until after he leaves it and looks back on this time in hindsight that he realizes it was actually the most important thing in his life
0: yeah and, and I, I guess maybe it sounds weird when I say it reminds me of us but I mean I just think I mean like you and I and I, I mean, I'll be candid here you know we have had separately and together like ups and downs with this podcast where it's sure. like oh it's really fulfilling and oh like I'm really frustrated with this or oh it feels like a job instead of like fun like yeah. that but that's just something that's going to come with the gig but mm-hmm. honestly it was when he started talking about that date that he had and I'm spoiled because I, I am I have been with someone for 11 years who is very much into horror like we are right. like I I, I have had that, that luxury for honestly a lot of my relationships and I guess I always assume that people have the same thing like I'm like, oh like I, you know queer people love horror but a lot of people I talk to yeah it's like oh like yeah my, my partner um does not like horror. yeah it's you <laughs> yeah it's me <laughs> and yeah. so honestly watching that I was kind of like oh this is such an interesting insight and how he was saying you know oh like you know I wasn't even interested in anything this guy was saying but they were just things they were boring things stupid things but they were things and I can't really even put into words, like how I felt listening to this person say these things. And and realizing that there's a
1: connection to people who share the same interests as you. And mm-hmm. when you feel like it's something that's really important to you, trying like struggling to make that connection with somebody. Cause you're right. It does absolutely seem like he has given up. Like yeah. Mr. Synonymous is basically just the sad, lonely gay man who lives
0: in a really nicely decorated like halloween it works in a chase bank like you know doing the day <gasps> the thing that all uh, of us are trying uh, to avoid doing like, <laughs> mm-hmm. no shame in it like you know it's honest no, no. work but like you know obviously like people want to do a job that they enjoy so it feels less like work and so it's right. it's i mean but the sad truth of it is that we don't always get to do what we love and what we want to do and so watching yeah. this Oh, it's just deflating. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I, I was so endeared to this character. I wanted right. more of him. I, I wanted to like hear more of this interview and get more because there's something about this vulnerability that – and again, this is a generalization of the queer community, but I feel like it's sometimes it's it's, it's hard to find vulnerability in the queer community because our walls God, yeah. are up all the time. Yes. Yeah.
1: And one of the interesting things about the short is that we're only really ever seeing Mr. Synonymous. Like mm-hmm. he's the one being interviewed. It's intercut with, you know, the kind of stock footage and sort of insert shots that you would expect to see in a documentary, which I really appreciated the strives at authenticity that uh is going into the production of the short but there is this other character right like there's the character of jackson the unseen interviewee and i don't know about you but i i maybe projected not just a fascination like you're somebody that i grew up with and i idolize you but also it seemed like this was a date, like I sought you out because you were meaningful to me. And now I want to make a connection. And I was like, are these two going to fall in love?
0: No, because the first thing whenever he makes the first phone call, you know, he says, who did you say this was? And he's like, oh, no, no, I heard who you said. But like, have we met before? Mm -hmm. And it almost has the makings of this, I don't know, like a rom com of sorts or like a rom drama. Mm
1: Yeah, it, it could absolutely go in that direction. And then, of course, because we're talking about horror, the other part of me is like, oh, is this a creep style situation where, like, no. this person is going to stalk and kill the person that he was obsessed with as a youngster?
0: So I I, I get where you're coming from with that. And, like, I as much as, like, I feel like that, that, that 100% could be a movie. I mean, we've both seen Creep and Creep too, But, mm-hmm. like. I honestly was, now that you've said this, I'm like, I kind of wish we just had this be a regular romance just set in the horror community. You know, like it doesn't have to be a horror movie. Just make it a normal... Non horror, like romance, romance, right. travel, romance, comedy, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. and have it just be your protagonist. Be horror fans. Like, what, have we had that before? Nothing's coming to mind. And I mean, so listeners, let us know. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like segueing into the end of this of this episode right. here. But like, if this was a full length feature, I would love to see that. Now, granted, I don't know if I would keep the doc the mockumentary style. Like, I think maybe that might be a good framing device. Right, but. If it was the whole thing it wouldn't be a deal breaker i just I, I like the concept of having a film that is just set in the horror fandom but isn't a horror movie
1: okay okay um i mean i could definitely i could definitely see it going that way i think that's actually the lean of the short like this right. is a short that's about two people making a connection over a shared interest mm-hmm. and you know maybe even jackson positioning this as an opportunity to like have mr synonymous make a comeback or he takes over as the new mr synonymous <laughs> because he realizes that there's a gap that needs to be filled
0: or they co-host together <laughs> somebody's got
1: to be that hand that holds like the glass when he uh yeah. i did love his set under the mr synonymous with like the mustache and like the hand coming out of the crate and the decorations it was lovely cool.
0: And it's also, I mean, again, to see two people connect over a genre that, I mean, as we discuss all the time is maligned or seen as less than like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know I've said, you know, I, I've been in a relationship with someone who like, who also likes horror, but the fact of the matter is that my husband didn't like me when he met me and we bonded over our mutual love of horror. So right. horror is absolutely something. I mean, anything can bring people together, but horror is absolutely one of those things, no matter what you may think. Not you, oh, but like the general you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The general listening audience and viewing (laughs) audience. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I will say I would also watch the shit out of a horror movie version of this, where it's like you were meaningful, you were important, and then. I try to become you like you are my Peter Vincent from Fright Night and I want to be you now.
0: And I'm glad that you mentioned Peter Vincent from Fright Night because, yeah, that very much is. I mean, this this Mr. Synonymous is very much a a younger version Mm -hmm. of this. And of course, in in our Fright Night episode, we talked about the queer subtext in that film. And how Peter Vincent, played by Wadi McDowell, definitely has queer coding to it sure. so i i 100 believe that was an influence when making this short mm-hmm. yeah this really does feel like a love letter to the
1: impact and the power of horror hosts and then if you turn it into a feature it's just a question of like what direction do you want to take it in
0: yeah yeah 100 maybe they team
1: up against like a chris sarandon style vampire Wait, I'm just talking about Fright Night now.
0: Or maybe like 1 Million Moms, but instead of like them being an anti-gay group, they're like an anti-horror group. Protect the children.
1: Oh, very timely. Ah. Very relevant. I like it. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, listeners, let us know what you thought of this. Uh, this one of our short, Mr. Uh, Mr. Synonymous. Synonymous with. Right. I, again, as you can see, that both Joe and I were big fans of this, but um, mm-hmm. until next time, we can cross out Synonymous with. Yes,
1: and cross out micro queers.